0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today we are here to review X-Men Apocalypse as a part of our X-Men in Review series. This movie was one of the, what, three movies that I was most curious about going into the series. Would it really get better, in my opinion, or would the movie actually fall flat more so than it did already? So I was super curious as to where this ultimately will fit in my rankings of the X-Men universe. And I gotta say, it's about where it was originally. So I don't think my opinion really changed or got worse, got better. I think it's about the same as when I went into it originally. So now the other couple movies that we have that I'm not entirely sure where they will ultimately end up. The New Mutants and x-men dark phoenix those are the last two movies that i'm not entirely sure where they're gonna fit in my rankings because again i've seen the new mutants once and it was kind of a, a chaotic viewing i had to stop it several times and i had my kids in the background so i couldn't really pay attention so it's gonna be curious as to what my second viewing of that will be and then dark phoenix i watched it once i didn't hate it I mean, I know everybody said, oh, my God, it's the most worst movie ever. Well, I mean, I didn't really feel that about that movie, so I'm curious to know if watching these all back-to-back, if that would change my opinion of that movie uh, when it all comes comes down to it, which is likely because I don't know if y'all followed me for the Terminator series, but I watched the first two, and I was like, man, I actually liked the third one. I don't know how the series goes after that. I mean, I did not like the, the Terminator Salvation, the fourth movie, originally, I thought it was one of the worst movies in the series. And then watching the series back-to-back, I disliked the third one. It's probably, I don't remember where it is in my rankings, but it was like towards the bottom. I think it was the one of the only Terminator movies that I just flat out disliked. And Terminator Salvation ended up being pretty high up on my list. I actually love that movie. So it's weird how watching these back-to-back really change your opinion on, on these particular movies. But this is X-Men Apocalypse. Let's jump in to this review. And before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Patreon. If you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com two game. That is the number two. Uh, support us at any of those tiers and you can become a creator slash producer of our podcast. You get to pick and choose what you want to listen to each and every week. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this, so thank you so much. Now let's jump into X-Men Apocalypse because I have a lot to say about this movie. Some good, uh, but a lot of bad. So in the 1980s, the X-Men must defeat an ancient, all-powerful mutant who intends to thrive through bringing destruction to the world, hence the name. This movie was directed by Brian Singer which we have done multiple reviews with this director, X-Men 1 and 2, Days of Future Past, uh, Superman Returns, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Valkyrie. This movie had a budget of approximately $178 million, and it grossed worldwide $544 million. It stars James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, and Oscar Isaac. This movie has a runtime of 2 hours and 24 minutes, and it was released worldwide May 27th, 2016. Brian Singer called this film kind of a conclusion of six X Men films, yet a potential rebirth of younger, newer characters, and, quote, the true birth of the X Men. And before jumping to a review, I actually do mention that in some of my notes that I took. I was like, oh, wow, this feels like. They finally become the quote unquote X Men. Like this is the first time that I, in particular, the ending that they're like it's super hopeful. It's super you know like looking forward, and they're actually participating as a team. So it feels like we're finally the X Men. It's it's weird. We have not really truly got that throughout the series. I think the one movie that they they truly act like a team was Days of Future Past, and that was in the future part of the uh, the movie where they are all attacking the uh, Sentinels. Then that's like one of the few times in this series up to this point that it felt like an X-Men movie. Like it felt like they were doing stuff as a team, and it looked really dope. So it gives me that feeling at the end of the movie. They still kind of did it in the end of this movie, but not really. I mean, it only involved like, what, two, three X-Men if you want to call them that. So, so yeah, so still have not truly gotten a quote unquote X-Men movie where the team is assembled and they're doing stuff together. Yeah. I know from the the past movies, they've done stuff as a team, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that they're fighting against one common enemy and they're using all their powers in conjunction with each other to take down one particular foe. They have not done that only once. From what I remember. So Tom Hardy and Idris Elba were both considered for Apocalypse. I would have been curious to see Idris Elba in this in this role. I really would have. I think he may have been better, I think. He has a gravitas with his voice that I think would have lended the character uh, a lot. I'm not a huge fan of Oscar Isaac, specifically in the Star Wars films. I do not like him in there at all. But in some of his other movies, he's actually a pretty good actor. But I, I don't know if they miscast him or, or what in this movie. But I think Idris elbow might have done a better job. Because he just has that that uh, that gravitas to his voice where he commands a scene. And Apocalypse needs that in this movie. He needs to be able to command the scene and really be intimidating. And I feel like Idris elbow probably could have brought that. Even Tom Hardy probably could have done that. He, he's a really great actor. Originally, Apocalypse was to be a space entity, uh, as in the comics. But Brian Singer found the religious aspect of the character more interesting and removed the space element from the film. Now, I do kind of want to go watch those original cartoons because that's what I have my memory from of Apocalypse, are those cartoons. And when I think about the cartoons, I think of Apocalypse being this intimidating force, this... This horrific dude who I- I'm watching him. I'm like, this dude is terrifying. Like He is going to destroy everybody. And you never really get that in this movie. Now, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm kind of throwing some, some impressions here and there. But, hey, we're going through the fun facts. I might as well just mention it, okay? The Egyptian procession contains 295,000 people. But was filmed with 25 actors. And the rest were visual effects. This has the third lowest grossing X-Men film domestically as of 2017, but it's also the second highest earner worldwide behind Days of Future Past. This is the longest X-Men film to date. And Oscar Isaac had to dub almost all of his dialogue because the sounds of his bulky rubber costume moving were being picked up by the microphones. So what do I think about X-Men Apocalypse? overall opinion is this movie is somewhat entertaining. I mean, I didn't go through this movie and I'm just like, dude, I wish this movie would end. I mean, I just reviewed uh, Space Jam Legacy, A New Legacy, and I actually tore that movie to shreds. And I did not have a good time watching that movie. This one, yes, there are numerous issues with this movie, but overall I can't say that I hated my time. In fact, I had a better time with this than I did with X-Men Origins Wolverine. So it's an entertaining movie, but when it's on the back of Deadpool and Days of Future Past and First Class and The Wolverine. I mean, I've watched some really good X-Men movies up to this point, or the last several movies have been pretty good. And then we watch this one, and it's just like, oh, it's a huge miss, huge miss. And it has such huge potential. I remember watching Days of Future Past and seeing that ending credit scene and thinking, Oh dude, they're about to do Apocalypse. That is absolutely dope. That is going to be some awesome uh CGI. That's going to be some great stuff in that movie, some great character moments, some great fights. I mean, Apocalypse from my perspective is this all-powerful dude who is just super frightening because he has all of these powers. I mean, he's basically every mutant, right? Uh, and that to me is frightening that he can just withstand every He's like the Sentinels except he has all the powers, right? So that to me is super interesting going into this movie and they just fall flat. Like there's just something about this movie that I just that holds it back for me ultimately. And I think it's it's a number of issues and we're going to kind of dive into them a little bit at a time. So I'm going to dive into some of the things that I really actually like about this movie and some of it is key moments in the movie. So I think starting off, the whole family death scene with Magneto and his family, I think that scene is powerful. I really do. And I think in a better movie with a better setup, I think that is a pivotal moment in a movie. But there's just something about that scene that they just do not do well. Like, it almost doesn't feel earned. Like, I have watched First Class and Days of Future Past, in first class, Magneto is fantastic, and Magneto is the easily the best character in that movie. Granted that you that was a, originally supposed to be a Magneto movie, but that was the best character in that movie. And then in Days of Future Past, yeah, he not as good as first class, but Magneto is still one of the best parts of that movie, next to Wolverine, obviously. And then he comes into this movie. At the end of Days of Future Past, he he kills. You know, a bunch of people, and then he just leaves. I mean, he's a straight-up villain at the end of Days of Future Past. Straight-up villain. Then he goes into this. We're expected to care for him. Like, he just all of a sudden quit with everything and just had a a family, uh, a wife and a daughter. Now he's living in, like, a foreign country and working out of a factory of, of some sort. So we're supposed to care for him in that way? Like, you did nothing to kind of build that family up at all. Up to this point, we think he's a little bit of a good like jerk, you know? I mean, he just killed a bunch of people and left the X-Men. He's always leaving and going, leaving and coming and going. That's that's the story of Magneto in this series so far. So I think that's a powerful scene in this movie, but it just falls flat because they do no buildup, and it's just, it's just not earned whatsoever. doesn't feel earned. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you said you were going to talk about the good things first. Yeah, there's some good things that I'm about to say, but there's some bad things attached to it. So I'm here and there, we kind of going back and forth. The next thing that I want to talk about, and it's probably the biggest thing about the entire movie. I'm not going to say it's the biggest, but it's one of the biggest. Shout out. Now, I mentioned in, I think it was Days of Future Past, that I was not all about Mystique slash Jennifer Lawrence being the head of the X-Men I thought it had to do it was more of an artificial uh, ascension more than anything because she had become a uh an Oscar winner and sh- you know she gotten all kinds of awards and whatnot which deservedly so I mean she's she's a great actress when she wants to be so I felt like this was a false ascension to the lead role of the X-Men as the leader I didn't, it didn't really jive well with me when I originally watched these movies. Not now, but like when they originally came out. And I just wasn't a big fan of it. I was not feeling Mystique being the leader of the X-Men. So I will say two things about Jennifer Lawrence. It's probably more than that, but two big things. One, my mind has changed a little bit on her being the leader of the X-Men. I, story-wise, I think they did her... A pretty good job in this movie I thought they they really elevated mystique into that role pretty well and I, I will admit when I'm wrong I, I thought that she was not going to be good as the leader of the X-Men I still don't really like her as the X-Men leader I ultimately believe that somebody else should have been it uh hello Cyclops um but I think for now she is a great leader for this team and she's a uh, she's a good choice for that role And they do a good job of building her up into that role. They give her some development, more development in the last two movies. Days of Future Past, really hated Mystique in that movie. Uh, In First Class, I liked her. In this movie, I think this is her best uh, arc, her best narrative, best story for her character. Now, the issue with her character is Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like her and a lot of the actors don't want to be in this movie. Like, they almost have no charisma, no chemistry. It just feels like they're like, ah, do we really have to do this? Like, they show no emotions whatsoever in this movie. And she's a great actress. But I feel like she just did not want to be in this movie. Now, this was supposed to be the last movie that she was in, but somehow they got her back for Dark Phoenix. No future spoilers, but I can kind of see why they brought her back just for that movie, or why she came back for the last movie. Anyways, So, yeah, it's kind of disappointing that they finally get the character right in this series, in this new trilogy of some sort. And then she comes with it with, like, a piss-poor attitude, and, like, she doesn't even want to be there. Like, she shows almost no emotion throughout the entire movie. And that is one of the biggest issues with the entire movie is it's it's so maddening that they got the character right. For me, they got the character right but the actress just didn't seem like she wanted to be there. I mean, I can't blame her. I mean, she she wants to go do Oscar-winning movies. She doesn't want to do these big blockbusters, and I doubt we will ever see her again in one of these types of, like, tentpole movies, franchises, you know, stuff like X-Men. Another thing that I liked about the movie, or didn't really like, I guess you could say, At first, I did not like Cyclops. I didn't like the actor. I thought he was also right there along with the other people. They felt flat. They didn't really show any emotion. Uh, I didn't find him overly interesting at the very beginning. And then they gave him some stuff to work with. You know, they gave him his his glasses, and like it's all of a sudden this character became cool again. And I liked his charisma. I liked his emotion in the back half of that movie. I mean, Cyclops is probably right next to Mystique as probably the best character in this movie uh, between all the X-Men. So, yeah, I didn't like him at first, but he kind of grew on me at the end of the movie. I actually kind of liked him, and I wouldn't really mind seeing him in some future movies as uh, Cyclops. Now, visually, there are some great ideas in this movie. Some great ideas. I mean... The idea of Magneto pulling and tearing the world apart with his powers sounds dope. Like, sounds absolutely dope. But the CGI just ruins it. And that brings me back to one of my first notes that I wrote. The CGI does not look good at all. It did not age well. Whereas in Future Past, Days of Future Past, it looks pretty good. And it was probably the best CGI up to this point. But this movie, the CGI, just is like dog doo-doo. And when your entire movie is CGI and it all looks like dog doo-doo, well, your movie looks like dog doo-doo. I mean, there's no way around it. So the movie just looks ugly most of the time. I mean, in that opening procession scene, you can obviously tell that's fake. Now, granted, yeah, we know. I mean, you can't really recreate that, you know. But the look of it is so fake that it takes you out of the movie. And they do that a lot over the course of this movie. When you're making a disaster film, I mean, it's called Apocalypse, so it's basically a disaster film. It's almost kind of like Independence Day or 2012. You're no one going into this movie that you're going to be using a lot of CGI, so you better put in some work in the CGI and make it look good. Well, that's not necessarily the case in this movie because it does not age well at all. And I would say... 60, 75% of this movie just looks ugly. And then I mentioned this a minute ago. I said, hey, I like it that they actually finally become the X-Men, you know, finally, in a movie. I mean, they didn't really show them doing too much as a team, but we got to that point, you know? It felt like a real dope moment at the end of the movie with the music and Professor X saying X-Men and stuff like that, that, hey, super hype moment. I like it, okay? Okay. I love the fact that Jean uses her Phoenix powers to beat Apocalypse, and then all the X-Men, you know, join in and beat Apocalypse, but something holds it back for me from being like a truly dope scene, and uh, maybe it doesn't feel earned in that moment, or it's the acting, I'm not entirely sure what it is that really holds that scene back, you know, where, where she's blasting her powers at him and holding him still. Magneto's throwing all the metal at him. And then Cyclops is using his powers as well. I mean, it looks like a dope scene, but just something about it just doesn't hit home for me. Like, it's not a home run. It's like a, like a double or a triple. It just doesn't feel like... it. it like, it could have been so much better, but it wasn't. And I'm not entirely sure what it was that holds it back for me. Maybe it was the CGI, maybe it was the acting... I don't know. Now let's jump into some of the things that I did not like about this movie. Mainly Apocalypse. I think Apocalypse is the worst part of this movie. I think Apocalypse should feel intimidating. He should be all-powerful. He should loom over all the mutants. He, these X-Men should be afraid of Apocalypse. And not once in this movie did I feel like they were actually afraid of of Apocalypse. They never felt intimidated. They didn't have any ounce of, of worry. Yeah, they were in the plane, and she's like, oh, we're going to be X-Men now. We're going to go fight. Uh, Hurrah, hurrah moment. Yeah, but that wasn't really what I'm talking about. I meant more like they need to question their powers. They need to question whether they can actually do this or not. I mean, the dude is, it, they don't mention him him by name as Apocalypse, but he's destroying the world, it, pulling the world apart. And rebuilding a better one, apparently. So I think I need some intimidation. I need some moments with these characters where they feel threatened, where they feel like they can't beat him. It never feels once in this movie like they're against the ropes, like they have their backs against the wall, and like they may actually lose. Never once did I feel that. And in a movie called Apocalypse, and when you're going, when you're showing the villain Apocalypse. I feel like that's a huge letdown because you can build a lot of tension if you would have made Apocalypse a Thanos style character. Now, would he have been better if they would have been building him up for the last few movies? I don't necessarily think so. I don't think you can really go with him as a as a Thanos style character. But there was a, there's there's something there that can, could have been better. They could have wrote him a little bit better, given Oscar Isaac some more to do. I mean, he basically just says the same stuff in different ways. He talks about building new worlds and false gods and and false idols and, and yada, yada, yada. He says those exact same words like a thousand times. He just says it differently. So he's not really doing much in this movie. We don't know anything about this character. Why should we care about him? Why should we even care about our characters destroying him when we know he's not even intimidating. He just seems like another joshmo mutant. Hell, Magneto was more imposing in First Class and in Days of Future Past than Apocalypse was. And that's an issue because Apocalypse is ultimately this destructive force. He's like the end-all, be-all. He's the, the one-and-all mutant, you know? So... Ah, it's, just, it's missing that. And that is the biggest reason why this movie does not succeed for me. And in fact, what is what is the heart of this movie? No one in this movie just looks or acts like they want to be there. And I mentioned this a minute ago talking about Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, even Michael Fassbender didn't even look like he wanted to be there. James McAvoy didn't look like he wanted to be there. Nobody wanted to be in this movie, and it absolutely shows in every single scene. Nobody cares. They're not showing emotion. There's almost no emotion whatsoever in this movie. And that's a huge problem because there are some great scenes in this movie that would have been better if they just acted better or if they showed some some emotion or if they would have built up some of these characters a little bit more. Looking at you, Apocalypse. And those are some of the biggest issues with this movie, in my opinion. Now, one more thing I want to mention about Apocalypse before I move on to the other characters is Apocalypse... What is the point of your four horsemen again? Like, dude, you're like an all-powerful mutant, all-powerful god. Why do you need four people to protect you? It almost give That, that to me, gives you nothing to do the entire movie because you're just using your henchmen to do everything. And really, they don't even do much either. So it's just they added too many characters. I think they should have took the four horsemen out or, or something like that and just made it Apocalypse and made him just devastating the world. I think that would have been fantastic uh, just doing it with that. And then one set of characters that I have to talk about before I move on to whether I like this ultimately or did not like it, and that is Professor X and Magneto. So, so far in this this new trilogy, this new quadrilogy, whatever, I believe that Professor X and Magneto have been the best portions of this series so far. I think they have a great relationship. I thought they casted them brilliantly. Twice, I should say. So, to me, why are they the least interesting people in this movie? Like, I get it you're trying to introduce the the new characters, you know, the the newer, younger versions of the characters that we grew up with. I understand that. And you have to give them time to to breathe and to develop those characters. But you give James McAvoy... Almost nothing. You give Michael Fassbender almost nothing. Michael Fassbender does less in this movie than he did in Days of Future Past. And he didn't really do much in Days of Future Past. He is such a phenomenal actor that it's almost criminal that he was underutilized the way he is in this movie. You know, a lot of people said or a lot of people felt that Jennifer Lawrence was underutilized in the first two movies. So she got this big bump in this movie. Well, she didn't really prove it. Michael Fassbender did really great in the first movie, did good in the second movie, and then they backed him off and did nothing in this movie. So it just it makes no sense to me. The best relationship in this series up to this point is Professor X and Magneto, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, and you give them no time whatsoever. Do They, they have one conversation, if I'm not mistaken, in this movie. And to me, their conversations have always been the best. Two conversations, I take that back. Or maybe three. Two or three. Three max. Alright. There's the one where he's in his head. There's the very end scene where he says the same line as he did in the original X-Men. And I believe there was one more scene before that. I can't remember. But two to three scenes max of them talking to each other. Ah man, to me, the best relationship should get significantly more screen time. And to continue to build that relationship. It should have been Professor X trying to pull Magneto out more, you know? Ultimately, they're best friends, right? So I believe he should have been the one pulling him back with along with Mystique. So ultimately, I do like this movie. It's not gonna be my favorite X-Men movie. It's not gonna be a movie that I go to on a random night when I wanna watch the X-Men and be like, hey, I'm gonna watch Apocalypse. It's not gonna be one of those movies. Is it going to be something I watch again? Yeah, I enjoyed enough to watch it multiple times, but it's not going to be one of my top choices. I mean, up to this point, I'm not going to do any future spoilers on other movies, but up to this point, I'm going to watch Days of Future Past. I'm going to watch The Wolverine. I'm going to watch X2 or the original X-Men. This one is just, it's at the bottom of the barrel. It's a good watch if you're watching it through the series. And let's say you're watching the this new series all together, this new set of characters then yeah, it fits fine in that if you're an X-Men fan, it fits fine. It's I don't feel like it's anything devastating to the series or to the characters or to the mythos or whatever, to the comics. I don't feel like it's any of that. I don't feel like it's as bad as everybody says it is. They said it's one of the worst movies, the worst X-Men movies. I don't necessarily believe that because X-Men Origins Wolverine is the worst X-Men movie that I've reviewed up to this point. I think this is more enjoyable. I think this is a better-looking film than that. And you get better stories and whatever, better performances by all by by a long shot. But to me, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch this unless it's in the the middle of a series. Like I'm watching them all back to back. Uh, I'm I'm gonna choose some other movies first. So that's kind of ultimately where I sit with this movie. It's entertaining. It, it, it's it's a it's an okay movie. It's just okay. I give it two and a half stars. I like it. I would not buy this movie for full price. Five bucks max, maybe. Like, if you're trying to finish your collection, like five bucks, six bucks max. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, just wait. I'm not gonna buy it for $15, which it is on Vudu currently, I believe. So, $15, way too much for this movie. I'm gonna buy it on sale. If not, just skip it altogether. Uh, I think this is on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken, so you can catch it on there. Uh, but otherwise... If it's not part of your collection, or if it's not five or six bucks, just ultimately skip it because I don't think this really brings anything to the X Men. I don't think it really adds anything that we haven't really seen before. In fact, I think this entire movie it just feels like a rehash of of things that we've already seen. I mean, we had the uh, the Quicksilver scene that looks, I mean, it looks cool, but we saw that last movie, and yeah, I mean, different circumstances in the in the actual scene. But you're not giving me anything new. And ultimately, that's where this movie kind of suffers at, is giving us something new that we have not seen. We, we have seen this stuff in previous disaster movies. We have seen this in previous X-Men movies. So this is nothing new. This is just retreading. This is just treading the same water over and over again. So y'all let me know what you think about this movie. If you've seen it, is it one of your favorites? Is it not am i off the mark Eh, whatever let me know drop a comment on our facebook or let me know on our patreon patreon.com slash two game and uh i appreciate y'all joining me for this review and i will catch y'all next time on another one